Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. We are coming in from quarantine like we've been doing, and it's me, it's your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, over the internet. And once again, I am joined by the leanest, the meanest, the roller skatingest, queenest co host, which let you tell the people who it is that you are. Hey, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph, on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, various other things elsewhere on the internet, and it's true. I am a roller skating queen, the queen of my block between the two <laughs> the two streets, because that's as far as I trust myself to roller skate. And hey, we're joined by yet another special guest this week, the repeat, <laughs> my guy. Hi, it's uh, it's me, it's Eric, uh, at Tindilosi on the Twitter. Uh, I'm, you know, honored to be in this rotating chair guest spot. Uh, <laughs> two rotations in a row, it's pretty, it's pretty great. That's a whole 360. Yep. <laughs> that, no, man, that's a 720. Two, two full two, rotations. Two full rotations. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's math. So, circle, circle, <laughs> dot, dot. Now we got our Tindy shot. That's um, right. <laughs> we are here to talk some more oh, nonsense. <laughs> that's only you half know. my Twitter handle, so we're, we're good. It's fine. <laughs> you know, that, the t- you get the Tindy and the Lossies, the, 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 tr- the chaser. Not the tracer, the chaser. We're up to nonsense already, but we're here for another action-packed week of discussions. But I want to start with something that kind of uh, is like, oh, shucks, for all my uh, friends from Pitt. Uh, I would have started this more uh, coyly, but this is not the time or the place to say, oh, I'm sad about something without easing people's minds first. Um, without immediately saying, like, oh, but don't worry, it's not like a like a death thing. Yeah, like, nobody's been harmed. Like, it's, it's just kind of one of those things it's that's... It's emotionally depressing. It's more of like the passage of time kind of sad. Businesses are people, too, and it's sad when um, businesses die. <laughs> Half of that statement is thanks, true. Thanks, uh, Justice Scalia. <laughs> yes. No, I, I'm sad when businesses uh, do go under when they're kind of uh, institutions of a location. So uh, I went to University of Pittsburgh, and there was a... Uh, a restaurant called Originals Hot Dog Shop that I was not particularly fond of its food, but as as far as it being there and being a late night place for people to get drunk food, I appreciated that it was there. But it's closed after sixty years due to uh, the pandemic and not like the fallout and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people are saying stuff like since their most of their income would rely on students and families coming in, and they probably operate on tight margins. Besides that, without that, they're it's just not feasible for them to stay open. So it's really depressing to a lot of Pitt students. We're like, oh, man, this, this is rough. Every time we go back, something changes. And lots of businesses there have just uh, kind of gone out of out of business or just changed to be replaced with more hipstery, high-end stuff, which is kind of weird for a college town. Uh, see, the, the college here at, at, you know, my location has the opposite problem where it's all corporations coming in, buying up big blocks of the, the high street. We, lo- we lost a very similar business called uh, Mama's Pasta and Brew. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious. We uh, we lost, uh, at Carnegie Mellon, we lost the uh, the local dive bar, the Phi Bar, to Carnegie Mellon itself, <laughs> uh, which bought the building that Phi Bar was in down the street from the rest of the campus, uh, what, just as part of its expansions. <laughs> that, like, I mean, that's essentially what OSU is doing. Uh, it's, it's they, like, they've don't... bought everything. Yeah. But this place was good. Um, it was the main thing that I knew it for, which a lot of people seem to, was just this massive amount of fries. So like you know how you get extra fries in a Five Guys bag. Mm-hmm. So imagine that, but that's the whole dish, and they're like they just start with half the bag. I mean, there's a little boat in there, but like <laughs> you're going to find the boat. But you know, 
You'll get to the boat eventually. It sounds like a fun game of find the boat in the fries. Uh, find the boat in the moat of fries. Um, and the other thing I knew it from was freshman year we were doing a scavenger hunt. Not like, it wasn't like mandatory fun from the campus. It was just the engineering floors were bored and we were dorks. So we decided <laughs> to do a scavenger hunt and one of the things was find the most disgusting thing you can. And I remembered that the toilets downstairs of O's was very gross. So we went there to take a picture of it. But besides, that was like one of the places that just, we were, you know, it felt like part of Pitt, you know. And ever since my favorite bar closed down there, it seems like it's just been downhill of everything closing. And uh, Hemingway's is still there, so there's still some I was going to say, at pride. least there's still kind of, there's at least one dive bar left. It's, I don't even know if it's divey, it's just sticky. <laughs> I mean, that's at least, like, one of the criteria for being a dive bar, I feel like. That's fair. You you want to go somewhere where you accidentally get grinded on by a wall? Like, not a human being, but a wall grinds <laughs> on you? That's going to happen at Hems. Anyway, you want to you drink a whole liter of a sugary drink that's just going to give you a hangover from sugar more than alcohol? Well, come on down to pit. But that's, that's not what people are here for, but it's something I want to get off the chess's pit pop culture. So, um, we have R. other R. topics, right? Raise a glass. Raise a glass to our fallen locations. Time passes, so... <laughs> Oof. But yeah, let's talk about some nerdy stuff. I'm in the mood yeah. for that. Yeah, so I... Switch my I uh, if I may begin, I please, uh, please. started playing in tabletop RPG today. Um, What's that? Is, <laughs> yeah, what is that? So tabletop RPG is like an analog video game. Oh, Okay. Um, I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> it's the video game inside your mind. <laughs> exactly. It's like you do all the math on paper instead of the computer doing it for oh, you. Oh, you lost me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so a friend of mine and a person who truly I don't know how the man had any time to even like start crafting a video game, given that he's a government official in these times. But uh, that video game, I do mean non-video game. Um <laughs> But we start playing Vampire. Sounds spooky. It's spooky. It's kind of like, from what I understand, it's kind of got a give and take relationship with all of um, like vampire pop culture. Like it is inspired by vampires in pop culture, but at the same time, it the game's been around for so long that some of its content has gone on to inspire pop cultural vampires. Well, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> which is cool. But, like, so today we just mostly did, like, the character building stuff, but I'm pretty excited about my character. Um, She's, like, a high-caste vampire, but she, like, kind of, like, ditched that life to, like, live, like, like slum it, basically. And so she works part-time in a gas station and sells information um, to the highest bidder. Hmm, and so, I, like, uh, like high-intensity, like, poverty tourism with a side of espionage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was inspired by um the I've been listening to the Marielda arc of Friends at the Table and there's a in it so it's that's organized in heists and one of the characters is playing twins or one of the players is playing as twins, but only some of the people on the team know that there are two Hitchcocks. Um so like that was kind of what I was going for was something like that where like there's Mac who worked at the gas station and will sell you any info for a price. But then there's also Mackenzie and that's how she finds her, like how she confirms her Intel is like going back to like high society and being like, Oh yeah, I'm just here. Like 
So I'm pretty excited about that. We have two other people playing that I had never met before. Uh, we're all just uh, Discord friends with our one mutual friend who's doing our who's being our game like GM. <laughs> so that's a good way to meet people. I I have to imagine. Yeah. So it's I think it'll be fun. Um, and yeah, other than that, um, I haven't really done anything. You know, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Just I mean, uh, nothing wrong with that. My, How's it going? You know, I'm stretching my stretching my wings there. I made my first custom design. Which is a... Uh, it's very good. It's very good. It is a custom design of the Magnus Archives logo. <laughs> so what, what are custom designs? So, like, the, you can go into, like, a like almost like a MS Paint thing. It's like a... It's pixel-based. It's, it's a yeah, pixel Yeah, it's artwork. pixel. Oh, okay. It's to make, so like, make those like arts and stuff. you make, like, a pixel art. Mm-hmm. And then you can... You can either set it as your island's flag, or you can do use it as face paint, or, like, a t-shirt... Or, um, like, yeah, like a hat, or you can, uh, and and you can upload it to, like, the the network and, like, share the code so, like, other people can then use the, uh, the picture. Like, I sent Eric the picture, I sent one of my friends the picture, she just responded that she's, uh, definitely either wearing the design or putting it on her, like, bed sheets or something, like... it's, it's actually a really cool function of the, the game of how easy they make it to send that kind of artwork back and forth uh, to the point where, like, there's the Getty Museum is actually making oh, all yeah. of their... I saw that. Yeah, all of their imaged paintings and, like, pieces of art now have QR codes that you can just digitize them into Animal Crossing. It's really neat. Yeah, That's I saw, really like, cool some pictures feature. of people, like, just, like, standing in, like, an art gallery, basically, like... And by people, I mean Animal Crossing avatars. <laughs> I mean, animal, villagers are people. I'm say, I, think, I feel like I've right? seen, I've seen more people in Animal Crossing lately than I have in real life. So. It's the most social thing I've done. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, I mean, you know, Discord's doing a lot for a lot for the peeps. You know, we're getting to chat over, like you know, we're chatting now. We're, we have group hangouts. It's true. Stuff like it's that, true. you know, it's 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 what life's all about. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have uh, joined this uh, this RPG game if I hadn't been on. That's like saying ATM machine if I wasn't on Discord because <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> how I met these other two randos that I'm playing with. So you know, Discord truly is the blessing in these times. It's been good stuff. I'm glad. Uh, Stephanie, I actually had a question about the vampire. Are yeah. You, are you using the most like modern revision of it? We're using V5. Okay, so I think that is i i haven't played since v2 oh dang um so i i I was just curious like how much it had been updated but it'd be very difficult to like dive into that but yeah do like my main question is does it still function under the world of darkness system which is just that everything is rolled on d10s yes okay because that's like the major major difference between it and other tabletop games yeah, I had to. I was like, he, was, uh, my, our, our GM was like, yeah, you're just gonna need as many d10s as you can scrounge up. And I was like, so I have like ten percent or like four percentage dice and sixty tens. Yeah, because like, I just remember rolling like twelve d10s at a time for that game. Like they used to sell like specific vampire or mage or werewolf dice sets that were like different colors and came in a little fancy bag, but they were just all d10s. You'd get like twenty d10s. <laughs> Yeah, I have uh I have 
I shook the the two um my two d sixes that I used for for Monster, Monster of the Week okay, out of yeah. the out of my rolling box and filled it with d tens. Yep, you're gonna need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was like the only like thing that I was still curious about. I haven't looked at that system in a very very long time, so I'm just glad that it's still around. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Like we have like it's we're we're playing also um a modern like a fairly modern setting like December 2019 basically um because um our GM was like we want you to know that you're starting to hear whispers from vampires like further east that they're not able to drink blood or turn people who have been infected with COVID-19 <laughs> that's that's interesting too because I I know that I'm going to need to work that into the monster of the week game that we've been running uh, <laughs> somehow. I've delayed moving into 2020 so far, but it's going to happen pretty soon in that game. It's going to be yeah. a time skip. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the whatchamacallit and the similar. I was like, man, I'm playing a game set in Western Pennsylvania that a major point of the plot was livestock murder. <laughs> um, or livestock death, and then our our first nemesis in this game is going to be a gang that's been like disappearing politicians and like oil execs and ah livestock death and uh, <laughs> and livestock among that? other things <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know about that um but uh in eastern Pennsylvania so <laughs> got both sides covered oh that's hmm. I mean that's two different states basically oh uh, yeah true. according to that map that they've been like touting as like the different regions of America now. Yeah, I saw somebody had an idea of it. I've seen different maps. Some of us have us with Ohio, some of us don't. Yeah. But I like the one where, like, Pittsburgh is part of, like, it has, like, Morgantown, and it's, like, next to, like, the Columbus-Cincinnati mega region or whatever. Because, yeah. like, yeah, like, we're part of it. I think they somebody gave, put, like, fan, like, a, they did a fan edit of it, like, hey, okay, those are the major regions people are giving, but I'm going to add, like, mega regions of, like, what fits. And it was like, hey, yeah, we're part of the Midwest Federation. That makes sense, because, like... Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are, like, worlds apart. Like, like each yeah. culture that exists in both, like, your black people, your white people, any ethnicity, any gender of people, is completely different from the other side of the state. That's how I, like, my, my take on that map, be, being a person from Ohio who has spent time in all three major cities. Uh, <laughs> it's a funny thing to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, P Pennsylvania only has, like, two major cities. I know, but it's, <laughs> it's funny to say, though. <laughs> But it's it's just weird. I didn't like the map because it grouped Columbus and Cincinnati together, and I would argue that if you're going to do that, you may as well just include Cleveland as well, because honestly, Columbus and Cleveland have more in common than Cincinnati and Columbus do. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. <laughs> that, is, that is funny. I wonder what like the flags would look like if we were in Animal Crossing Village, the Midwest Federation. You Would, would it just say, oop, yeah. on a flag? Like, oh. oop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just squeeze by ya or something. <laughs> Pass the ranch. Just like a picture of hot dish. <laughs> we don't have Minnesota though, so that's oh, true. You know. They're a little different. Very similar. Like uh apparently a Newfoundland accent sounds a lot like a Minnesotan accent, at least through theater. I found that out by accident once, but you combine like some Canadian accents I'm interested with the in that accent. accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so well, I think it's like Swedish, like of like Eastern European or like northern northeastern European heritage, kind of like there are a lot of like Scandinavian people in Minnesota. Those places, yeah. I feel like okay, yeah, Minnesota. just because uh, we saw the the uh, 
the musical Come From Away, which I thought was going to be far more depressing than it was. It's, it's so kind good. of it's kind of fun. It's 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 considering the subject matter. I guess we know it's easy to look at past things that were rough because we know people came out the other end relatively huge quotes around relatively, um, but relatively okay. But the music is really fun. It's about Jared, yeah. If you're not familiar with it. I was not Sorry, familiar. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. we were going to go see it, and uh, my partner's like, so apparently it's about like. The flight that got grounded from 9-11, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a wonderful time. I can't wait to go. But it's like kind of a comedy because it's people just like dealing with like, there's tons of planes in this small town of like 80 people, but they found a way to make it work. So it's really charming. Yeah. Um, so like on the day of 9-11, when they grounded every flight, okay, like in the world, like 27 different planes had to land in Gander, Newfoundland. Yes. I, um, I'm aware of that historical yeah, it's event. A, it's based on not... a book called The Day the World Came to Town. <laughs> okay. I was see my first thought when you said it was a musical based on a plane in 9/11, I was like I don't know how you make a musical out of that. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I mean, there was a plane that was in like so it wasn't one that crashed obviously, but right. they had sections on a plane and you're like I don't know, it was like hashtag #relatable cuz we've all been stuck on a plane for a couple minutes. Um and that's all the longer the songs were. I can't imagine being stuck on a plane for hours. That would be awful. <sighs> anyway, that's it's not going anywhere for hours. Yeah, especially that. You're like, yes, let me, let me get off. I the have plane. been stuck on planes that are traveling somewhere for Oof. hours. Same. That's because that's how planes work. Uh, please yeah, explain so... to me more about how planes <laughs> and time work. Well, basically, they just drive real, real fast until they start driving through the sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy because I feel like I'm an aerospace engineer now. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which direction you're going, uh. Sometimes time changes. It's basically time travel. Crazy. It is those two words. (laughs) (laughs) It is both time and travel. Velocity is time travel. It's it's meters per second. Travel and time. That's that's a physics joke for you, son. I I, I too remember high school physics. (laughs) I do not. I had to remember. I had to relearn that in college. Thanks, Falcon Leghorn. I think. Yes, that's what I was going for poorly. (laughs) What else we got though? Um, Eric, you have been playing some more of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, have you not? That is correct. Not a ton. Uh, this week has been more spent sleeping and playing Animal Crossing, but yeah. I, Relatable. Yeah, right? I did play a little bit more Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I wanted to share my favorite uh, line exchange from <laughs> that game. It's in the section that used to be very, well, and it's probably still somewhat problematic, where Cloud is forced to cross-dress in order to sneak into... I can't really explain the guy without too many spoilers, other than just saying he's a real shit heel. (laughs) And he runs into Tifa after being dressed up, and, you know, everybody's saying Cloud is very pretty. They did make him look very pretty. I mean, he was already pretty pretty before. Yes, (laughs) yeah. But Tifa sees him, and he is, like, concerned, like, oh, are you okay? And she's very confused and says, that hair... That makeup, that dress, Cloud? And he goes, nailed it, I know, thank you, now let's move on. <laughs> like, Which, nailed it is such a weird thing to say, like, nailed your disguise? Because she did recognize you. Like. I think I think because the tone of the whole conversation was she was impressed with how good he looked, so he was, like, saying nailed it as in he knows he looks good. Like, <laughs> Which hell was just, yeah, I look good. Yes. Like, Regardless Which, of what I'm wearing. Yeah, good job you nailed it. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was it was just very, very good. That whole scene uh, just used to be very problematic and very like homophobic. And they just 
they took some of that away. Some of it is still there, but it is, um, uh, it, it's actually probably more entertaining now, uh, with some of the things that happened during it. Um, I, I mean, things definitely get better. I mean, even if you want to be a piece of shit, if you decide that your jokes are going to be like, if your punchline is just, hey, look, man in dress, like, that's not very interesting, even if, like, even if you're a piece of garbage, like, no, wait, let's try the second joke we thought of. You're yeah. automatically <laughs> going to get better. Let's reach to the second level <laughs> of fruit, like, not just the low-hanging one. Yeah, like... and, and it's not really, like, used as a comedic bit for too much. And, like, the section where Cloud gets uh, transformed actually includes the line of, like, uh, beauty transcends gender or something like that. Like, it, it does not matter what gender you are for you to be beautiful. And, like, that was, it. like, at least, like, a hey good job trying to have a good take on this whole thing. <laughs> like, like, you really tried. Good job. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, when you're remaking a 20-year-old game, I guess, you gotta, you gotta do a little Congrats bit. Congrats on the attempt. Yeah. It's it... the, the you tried star. Like, an attempt was made. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that game continues to be, like, the combat's very good. Uh, the writing is better than I thought it would be, obviously. Um, <laughs> you had low expectations. I did have low expectations, and uh, other than that, a lot of Animal Crossing. I I made a frog pond. Uh, I'm very excited about your frog pond. It's a it's a, it's a pond in the shape of a frog. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not some ducktail shit where there are like non sentient frogs, but also sentient frogs who will come live in your pond. Well, about that, there are non-sentient frogs <laughs> what we well you can catch tadpoles right now right in the summer you can oh. catch frogs so <laughs> that's weird i thought uh, i thought we were just i thought we were drawing drawing like a a hard line at bugs and birds nope. but, or, or bugs and fish but i guess they consider a hermit crab a bug which is interesting yeah that's also wrong but you know i mean well okay it's not wrong actually they are probably insects i don't know i'm not an animal expert that's not what i'm here for they probably have more in common with uh, a bug yeah i guess it's possible because uh, sometimes we give weird names of things that's like i wouldn't be surprised if it's technically not even a crab like probably. true but i'm sure it is it but do I be like be that sometimes uh, other than that, the only game I've touched this week uh, has been Final Fantasy XIV. Did a bunch of stuff in that. Very excited. Oh, heck yeah, you got that cool chocobo outfit. Yes, uh, one of the cool things in that game is being able to dress your chocobo up and dye it different colors and stuff. And I got what was called the dancer outfit for the chocobo, which is a strange thought. But say, Is that ethical to dye your chocobo? Is this, <laughs> is this a vegan I... chocobo dye? I mean, you feed it like vegetables and it changes its color i'm not sure how that works um but mm. um, i mean i think there's some basis to that in reality like not strong basis but some there are certain things you can eat like if you eat too much of what of a certain chemical that's in garlic i know that there's something that like turns your hair white if you eat too much of it but I, i'm not i'm not an expert i mean um, i think that's why like flamingos are pink right from all the shrimp they eat or is that a myth no that's true that's okay. what some hmm. flamingos are less pink or something they start out white i guess you learn something new every day uh but yeah, yeah so that's what that's what our, inform our informative podcast is about <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i did that and then i've also been playing torchlight 2 on the switch which is just diablo sort of um, <laughs> for those who have not heard of it but yeah that's that's been about it cool i've also been chilling with game life a little bit uh, I mean, just playing, consistently playing Overwatch still, and we're hitting a weird 
a weird zone uh, where the game is starting to be less dead than it was now that the Valorant hype is dying down and Overwatch recently re- released a new character who is, not a, is a healer, woman. right? Is not a black woman or a healer. Uh, <laughs> we've been over oh, this. <laughs> However, she is a very interesting character in that her ultimate ability is very, very strong and definitely overpowered. But her minute-to-minute interactions, I haven't had to deal with too much junk just yet. She is very strong. She has an ability that is really good at finishing people off. And there's a few times where you die, we're like, well, that that sucks. But for the most part, I don't feel like I've died as cheaply to her as, let's say, Hanzo, who just shoots and hopes that you walk into it half the time. Or Far, who has much <laughs> more Strategy. dynamic movement. Yeah, I mean, it's part of what he does, and... I think that it feels like it's not true, but it feels like the net code is weird. So you feel like you get hit where you can watch the kill cam and he was, he was hoping to hit you, but wasn't necessarily aiming at you. Like, Oh, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Blizzard. I love being outskilled by somebody who wasn't, I guess she wasn't actually doing anything. I guess um, you just have to get good. You, you basically. And, and Farrah can tell move you a lot better. <laughs> Farrah can move much better in the sky. Uh, Echo can get there faster and floats a little differently, but She's a little easier to hit just since her mechanics don't have a lot of... She doesn't have a lot of ways to go upwards. She only has like a giant jump, whereas Farah has a giant jump and can push herself up manually as opposed to just like slow falling. So Ooh, hey, that's one of my mechanics that my character has is big jump. Big jump? <laughs> is that what it's called? Nah. It's called big long leap or something. But... Uh, long leap. That's and Long then... leaps sink sheeps. There's so I'm gonna tell you guys a very like deep cut story yet yet again this week um about there's one Samurai Jack episode where he like <laughs> learns from this like tribe of like forest people how to like what is do what is essentially fly but it's kind of that like wuja like uh crouching tiger hidden dragon like jumping um and like the, he loses Tuaku at the beginning of the episode because he can't like reach where he's trying to get to. And then at the end of the episode, he's fighting Aku again, and Aku's like, what, you can fly? And he goes, no, jump good. <laughs> and, I, and I always think of that whenever anyone is, like, a skilled jumper in anything. No, jump good. No, jump you, good. You know Mario's the best jumper. That's his whole thing. He's jump man. That's just the, that's the fact, fun fact about Mario. Fun fact about Mario. <laughs> jump's that, good. That joke died. <laughs> it's, no, it's not a joke. It, that, that was a, it was a thing. It's I mean, I joke. know. <laughs> um, he jumped real good. Sometimes he spit so fire. Good. He jumped uh, so good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so this new character in Overwatch is pretty interesting. Um, a lot of people think she's overpowered, but they're just very afraid of her and don't want to learn, which isn't new. <laughs> However, I say it do be like that sometimes in video gaming. Definitely. Uh, in a lot of the games that people are playing, it really comes down to, since everyone wants to play the new character and competitive, a lot of the matches just come down to which team had the person who actually knew how to play that character, or just decided mm-hmm. not to play her at all. But they also added in a new mode, which is, uh, they call it like open queue competitive, which is basically how competitive used to be. There's no lock on how many people can be in each role, so if you want to run five tanks, you can which this means in practice is you're going to run four DPS and one tank and one healer. <laughs> I actually got lucky for a lot. People ran 2-2-2, two, 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 which is two tanks, two healers, and two supports, which is genu- generally the best composition, except when you can run four tanks and two supports, and this should have high sustain and DPS is negligible. 
Um, but we are in a world where they are banning some heroes, so we couldn't run that composition that they called goats. There was no Reinhardt or Brigitte, so you couldn't pull any of the same kind of cheese from back in the day where everyone's like, hey, Blizzard, remember when we told you hero bans would have fixed this? Yeah, hero bans would have fixed this way back before. You wouldn't have had to change your core game, but whatever. We're the, we just play this game every day. We don't know what we're talking about. But along with that, they gave people rewards for watching streams in the form of sprays, and they had a community tournament. Anybody could enter with teams of six to seven. I guess the only nice. rule is that somebody had to be playing Echo on your team in every match. <laughs> Just, it's the it's the new hero. It's like a promotional thing. Um, it's like a, it's called Flash Ops Echo Showdown. That's like the whole thing of it. So you had to have somebody play Echo. It didn't have to be the same person every map or every match, but as long as they were Echo on a map, they had to stay that character, which is fine. And then they limited. You can only have two Overwatch League players on your team, as to not just have a professional team just come in and shit stomp people i'm surprised it took them this long to have a casual league like that yeah me, everyone is because they show like no love to the tier two scene um despite giving them a little bit of access to this kind of stuff they don't really let people run their own tournaments like blizzard is doing this like it's branded but i don't know why they don't do this more often because from what i can tell it must have been relatively easy to set up and over 100 teams played and there's prize money on the line they have a history of being able to do it as well. Like Warcraft three back in the day, like had weekly tournaments that were just hosted on battle.net. You know, it was all casual technically. Yeah. I have no idea why they haven't done it. People have been asking for this kind of thing, but incentivize more people to play the game more often competitively with their friends. That's the best way to play it. You can do better as six people coordinated than sometimes just six people who are all slightly better that are uncoordinated. So I don't, I don't know what's taking them so long. We've even had some pros, um, there are people, like, pros are playing on teams that haven't won, that have been eliminated already. There have been more uh, casual teams coming up. So it's pretty it's pretty cool to see. Obviously, there's a little bit of <laughs> ways to get around that rule since there are some pros that have retired or are casters now. So there is one team that does have two to three pros on it, but one of the guys was a pro last year and is technically desk talent this year and doesn't play professionally anymore. So, you know, it's there's stuff like that that happens, but it'd be the same as if a football player retired and then tried to play in a pickup league next year it's yeah i guess that's legal Still but that's a little weird. bit unfair yeah yeah but I, once you get to like the finals it starts to like not be that different especially when you consider where some people like what roles they're playing where maybe some of these people weren't considered the best necessarily anyway so and a lot of people were like yeah i could beat that guy in a one-on-one like okay well here's your chance because he's acting like he's not a pro can you beat him and you know these games are close-ish so we finally got past the first few stages where it was like, since it was seeded, you had people that are like grandmasters and pros versing against like silver teams, which sucks, but it's how this has to <laughs> go. And sucks. this is not a lot of, you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's just part of it. So it's, mm -hmm. there's been some hype around the game. They're showing it on the official Overwatch League YouTube. Like they're showing these games, which is kind of cool. So I, I'm happy that they are, you know, showing a little bit of love to the game that they had a bunch of people buy. <laughs> And supportive of the last four years or so, but it's been a it's it's been fun to see this all come out and happen. There's new competitive modes. There's a new character that has shaken up things in a pretty interesting way. I like I said, I would have liked a healer and or a black woman, but they have put in a hero that is forcing people to know a little bit more than just one hero. So that's good. So at least that. Yeah, like her her ultimate ability copies somebody from the other team. And sometimes the best person to copy is one of their tanks, which is a completely different playstyle. So if mm -hmm. you don't know how to do that, you'll just 
feed the other team and like ultimate charge. So you actually have to know what you're doing, which is actually a good way to get people to play other roles to learn them because in that 15 seconds that you copied Reinhardt as Echo, if you don't know how to play Reinhardt, you're just a liability to your team. And if you do, then you are breaking the game, which is a nice <laughs> difference. Well, enjoy Overwatch in its current form until Overwatch 2 releases. So that's so cool thing about that. I don't have to do anything when that happens. All the new um, PvP content that comes out on Overwatch 2 for the foreseeable future, and I'm sure they're eventually going to change it to get money. Is included in Overwatch 1. Yeah, you'll be able to run it from the same client. They're going to do a big overhaul. Really, Overwatch 2 is just supposed to be PvE stuff, player versus environment stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, single player stuff that everyone was like, why wasn't this just part of the release originally? But a lot of story content, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> Their story? Overwatch has a story? It's gonna yeah. now. <laughs> Apparently it's gonna. And a lot of new skins and cool stuff like that. But as far as the competitive stuff, like the PvP, um, there's going to be a new mode. And that's when they're going to start releasing characters again. That's all going to. If you have Overwatch 1, you'll just be able to keep playing it. And that's why they said it's not really a sequel or an expansion. It's something that's kind of different. But we're going to call it 2 anyways. Yeah, yeah we're going to throw a 2 in there just to be weird about it. That's their way of getting money from unsuspecting people. They're not going to say that, but that's really what it is. Because anyone who's following the development of it that played Overwatch 1 is like, well, I'm just going to keep playing the game that I already bought. I'm not going to give you any more money. It's like, Blizzard well, being Blizzard, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's all it is. So, Yeah, that's 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 really all I've been playing. And more One Step from Eden, really enjoying that. Getting in, like, watching the community a little bit. Good shit. Yeah. But Games Done Quick did an event this weekend. Actually. Oh, yeah. Was it a charity thing or just their usual... No, it was a charity thing. It was actually really spontaneous, too. As a, rec- as a recording, they're not done yet, and they'll be done far before you hear this, so I won't be able to <laughs> tell you what their outcome was, but they're playing Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix right now, Why? and it looks like he's about to get up on the Hydra's speed back. Speedrunning it? Yeah, they're speedrunning it. The speedrun estimate is three hours. That's, oh, that's still three hours longer than I'd want to spend in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I uh, they did a they did some other one. They did a Pokemon Sword Run earlier today. There's about four hours, and That's I watched impressive. probably like an hour and a half of it. But um, they're at currently three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars, which is you might think, oh, it's low for a games on quick event. But considering this is uh CGDQ COVID relief done quick, um, they're doing charity to direct relief since you know the coronavirus stuff's all happening, and seeing as people can't be in the same place and have the shelter in place. Everyone is doing streams from wherever they live at. And they pull this together pretty qu- fairly quickly from what I understand. It's been a really good show. They've had a lot of games that I know. Um, I think when you're pulling together this many speedrunners this fast, it's, hey, what's a game that you're running that you know you can run pretty reliably mm-hmm. from your system? My question is, relating to Games Done Quick, is there an opposite? Is there like Games a... Games Done Really Slow? Yeah, Games Done Slow for people who just, you know want to raise money but can't beat any video games very quickly um, that's just called watching stephanie play kingdom hearts 2 yeah yeah i don't, I don't know I, i've seen them do uh bad games done one time like games that were critically panned and stuff like that so it wasn't like them making fun of things that people put a lot of hard work into things that seemed like the developers had a lot of hubris and said this is going to be like the elder scrolls killer and like yeah we can beat this game in four minutes because you can just like get the crowd to kill the final boss like so this isn't a very good game like and you were talking a lot of shit so we don't feel bad about being a little rude about it but i haven't seen them do games done slow or anything like that i'll sign up for games done slow (laughs) i think that would just be a marathon that'd be like any yeah 
Oof, that'd be a lot to watch. Like, how long could we play? But there were some good speedruns. I saw a really good Sonic Mania one. The casters, the, the joke was that the caster spoke faster than Sonic could run. Um, he was commentating. They normally have, like, some, some people on the couch behind them who can commentate while they're playing. This guy did it all himself, somehow doing really hard tricks and explain them why he's doing them. Really entertaining, Damn. very Scottish. I'm going to watch this speedrun again whenever they yeah. put the VOD up. And a guy last night did Pump It Up, which was more of a showcase than a speedrun because who's going to... How do you, how do, you do yeah, that? You can't speedrun rhythm games. They're fixed time. But for those who don't know, Pump Up is a dancing game. It's like Dance Dance Revolution, but instead of being up, down, left, and right... It's the angles, correct? It's, yep, yeah. it's the diagonals and the middle button, which makes it a lot harder than DDR because there's technically five buttons per side, and he was doing a lot of doubles, so that's ten buttons that you have to hit. And the ratings, the numbers go, like, to 26 and stuff like that and he played a song that's only been completed by like four people in the world so far oh, i think wow. he said and he failed the song but like you still complete the song and he got an a but it was a gray a which means you did fail at some point but here's what your number here's what your score would have been had you not failed mm-hmm. uh, and yeah like the whole machine in his house or garage or wherever he was at it was it's really mesmerizing to watch i planned on going to bed well, not going to bed. Let me not lie to myself, but I planned on being done watching for the day. But I watched probably forty-five of his forty-five minutes out of his hour-long stream, um, and it was the game before Crypto the Necro Dancer, which y'all know I love. It's true. Yeah, you were saying that was like a crazy speed run of Crypto the Necro Dancer. Yeah, so the guy said, "Okay, I've has a, he had an estimate of twenty-two minutes, which gave him room to die at least twice." I think he said and his ultimate time was eight minutes and twenty-five seconds. Um, for the speed run that he did, as far as game time, his real time was probably like 10 minutes or something, but he was playing mm-hmm. as a character called Coda, and the description for Coda is, in the game it says, Arya plus Bolt plus Monk, practically impossible, is what it says, because... <laughs> in the game. Yeah, in, in the game, Arya is the grandma of the main character, and her thing is, she only has one half heart, so this means she can only take one hit and she'll die, unless she has glass armor. If she misses a beat, she dies, and she can only ever pick up the dagger. That's pretty tough as it is. But to add on to that, you also have the constraints of Bolt, who is somebody who just moves on double time. So if the beat is clap, 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 Bolt has to move clap, 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 like that. And then on top of that, the restriction that the monk has, if he picks up money, he dies. That because he's a vow of poverty. You, know? <laughs> um, you get items in the shop for free, but you know there's only one out of two options. So put all that together, you have a very difficult run that is hard just to even get through a stage. And this person beat uh, all five levels because it included the DLC, which the, the DLC level is easier than the fourth level, but still is... That's insane. Keep, keep That's your concentration so, so wild. Yeah, you have to do a lot of good pathing to make sure that you don't backtrack onto money. You have to be very sure. You have to keep track of how many buffs you've got. So he could like one-shot or two-shot enemies because he did six damage. But if you're used to doing four damage, you're going to try to do two shots. So that means if you one-shot them and go to press the button again on these fast songs, since you're moving twice, you're going to jump on a golden dot. So there's a lot to keep in track. And he wasn't even like, oh, yeah, you, like this is easy. He's like, no, this is a very difficult thing, and it's going to take a lot of practice. And I watched it, and it was... Oh, also, it's a roguelike game, which means the layout of, it, of the map is different every time. It changes every time. And if you die, so even if you put a seed in and you die, you'll go... no. He didn't pick seeds. He just went in. So he's like, ah, see, I died. So even though I had a decent run, I'm going to have to go back to the beginning and try something completely different. And did it. And 
it, hats off to him. It was sounds like absolutely crazy. Yeah, and you've have you have you played Eric? Yeah. Okay, so, and I know you've played some stuff. Stuff. Yeah. So imagine death metal. How fast his music is. So double that. You can't and you can't miss a beat. Like it's hard to just press the button <laughs> oh, that many times, let alone decide what's going on. I like so rhythm games, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hearing what Arya's challenge was was me saying you know what that's fine I don't need to do that I don't um, need to play that character this is not a game I planned 100% but hats off to the people that do so just lots of impressive speedrunners the communities are very very nice and charming they're very opening and welcoming and definitely love the games they play so yeah I, you know donate to Games Done Quick when they do events they do at least two events a year and it seems like they're able to do them remotely too so nice yeah they do good stuff that's a a lot of words. So sorry. <laughs> How dare you talk on this podcast about a video game? It's so many games. Uh, too many games. Yeah, it's, so it's many not, cool I mean, glitches, it's a, too. <laughs> it's not a character reveal branded podcast if we don't talk about Overwatch at least once. I've talked about Overwatch and Sonic and Crypt of the Necrodance. That's a hat <laughs> We've got hit all the brand notes. Um, let's see. I guess the last thing that we have to talk about is ye oldie duck tales. Yeah. So, uh, Eric, apologies that you will be yet again just absolutely baffled by yeah, the content of our conversation. You know, I'll I'll pick it up as we go. It's fine. Uh, this is just <laughs> like watching it, actually. Right. <laughs> this totally. is less nonsense than the last two episodes. Like, there's less things that you'd have to have background knowledge for, at least. Yeah, true. Okay, great. <laughs> so they're going in, in this episode they went to Mirvana, which is uh the duck version of um of uh Atlantis. Oh, okay, darn. No, yeah, you, you would think they'd say it was Duck Landis, but nope. <laughs> Mirvana. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, so they um Mirvana is full of hippie ducks who are also mermaids. Their top half is duck, bottom half is mermaid. Got it. Um because this is a place that has uh like fish fish, like not fish people, but there's fish that just swim around like just regular old fish. You know, ducks are pretty like semi-aquatic already. Yep. Oh yeah, That's it's the... true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But ducks can't breathe underwater. Also um. true. <laughs> there was like, I was actually surprised by how restrained they were with the mermaid stuff. How do you mean? In the... There was one moment where, so Webby was super excited about seeing the mermaids, and as soon as she came into, like, the inside of Mervana, she was like, look at this stuff, isn't it neat? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> Which is, um, as everyone may know, a quote from uh, Part of Your World. From the Little Mermaid. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? <laughs> I, I mean, that, that was, they've shown a lot of restraint, like, despite how much fan service they've put in they do show a lot a lot of restraint they're like here's like, goofy you own this like She's you could do... <laughs> they... you could have put ariel in this episode like... <laughs> yeah she could have just been there like and no one could have done anything about it well no she can't because she's not a duck uh you're could right been, like, Look, even i know this character. <laughs> um... it was funny because scrooge said half man half duck and not like or half half man half fish not half duck half fish and i was like okay all right. It's people don't exist in this world. Ducks are ducks are people. Is is what I'm getting. But yet, Mickey must exist in this universe <laughs> because Goofy certainly does. We've seen him, and Donald made that Mickey 
The Mickey Wilson when he was lost on that island. So, like, he does know Mickey. Like, Mickey exists in this universe, but there are no other mice anywhere, and ducks seem to run everything. It's a a cast system. It's real rough. But, yeah, but this was a very strange... There was some strange stuff in this episode, like the uh, Della hating fish. I think she's, like, like, she's disgusted by them and afraid of them, it seems like. Yeah, like, um... So the plot of the episode is they had to get this, like, truth-telling harp back to the mer people. They were looking for it because it was in the notebook of that famous explorer from the first episode. Yeah. That's kind uh, of, seems it's like that's what we're doing all season. <laughs> yeah. So they were going to look for the harp, and then they, ha- like, along the way, like, they're trying to find find their own truths, and there's, like, this whole subplot of Webby, like, learning that her, that, um... Mrs. Beakley's been lying to her about stuff that she's so, like, conflicted about. Why would her grandma lie to her about things? She's trying to protect Um, her from, like, the harsh realities of the world and stuff. She's like, you know, people are liars and things are rough and I didn't want to... I don't want to tell you that, like, yeah, these mermaids are probably hiding something. Like, yeah, the world shouldn't be trusted. That kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, so the the ducks are, like, mad hippies, um... They definitely are. They're playing hacky sack and like, <laughs> things are calls crowns. them hippies and stuff. I'm looking, at I'm looking at the voice cast right now, but I'm pretty sure that the like the one of the girl hippie characters is also the the voice of the hippie character in in Shira. The I can't her name is completely escaping me right now, but the plant princess. It possibly. I mean the truth telling harp was Retta from you might know her from Parks and Rec. As, uh, I was gonna say Donna. I recognized I her voice, and I was I was like I do need I do need to look up the voice cast for this later because I am <laughs> um really just like like my all of the the side characters my Perfuma is okay. the the plant princess. Yeah, but this is a definitely a uh, star-studded season. I mean, we've seen some of the casting announcements. Yeah, it's it's wild, but yeah, the. Well, she was oh well, she was Honey Lemon in the uh, in Kingdom Hearts three, the the uh, what you call the scientist character. Uh, okay. She's not listed <laughs> as being in Ducktales here, but I'm going to figure out. Hey, we'll this figure mystery. it out <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so I mean, it was a it was a fun episode. The ducks had to learn to like face truth and like re- so these these mer merfolk duck folk are amphibious. Like a, duck. <laughs> like a duck, kind of. Like they were, they can when they go into water, their tails they they get mermaid tails, but when they walk, they go onto land, their feet turn back into like duck feet. So like they're land and sea people, which means ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it's confu- It's a whole thing, but yeah, they can go on and thing. off the land, and apparently, if you stay in the land or in the water too much, you become a giant like fish monster. Yeah, like so you have oh, to it's, just it's, like humans. About, just like yeah, humans. It's about, you know, um balance. Balance. Oh, she's Starfire. Okay. The 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 girl duck. And also King the King of Ooh, it looks like. The King of Ooh doesn't talk that much if I recall. Correctly. Oh, she's Princess Bubblegum, but there's a picture of the King of Ooh at the top of her. <laughs> oh. And I was like, why? But, but yeah, um, so part of it is is uh, Louis never wants to go on dangerous adventures, and he thinks this is an obvious trap from the Murdochs. 
mer people, I guess, because yeah, Murdoch almost sounds like murder. Maybe that's why. But anyway, he's like, we got to figure out what the what this mystery is, and it turns out these du- these mermaid ducks weren't actually up to anything. Him and Mrs. Beakley just thought they were because they're paranoid. Yeah. I mean, there was. They do so- say mer murderer at some point. Yeah, mer Yeah, mer murderers. I think is what Mrs. Beakley said. And like that's that's funny. Mer murderers. Like. Um, but they were there was something sinister going on, but it wasn't anybody that they had talked to. They weren't being tricked or trapped or anything. It's just that the world is terrible and bad things sometimes happen. So they get hey, that guys, all sorted I want you out to know and... real fast. The the IMDB trivia says, Did you know? Mervana is based off the words mermaid and nirvana. Oh. I'm gonna have to click through and see more. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. But yeah, it's a good episode. It's 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 fun. They're doing good stuff this season. I like that they oh, didn't take the harp because it was also the harp was also a person somehow. Yeah, weird choice, but whatever. The harp she was just... sentient. I see. I see now. The um, the other the boy hippie duck was Greg Sipes, who plays Beast Boy. Okay, so it's so it Beast like Boy and Starfire. Beast Boy and Star Beast Boy and Starfire, the duck mermaids. Doing a lot this season. They are doing a lot this season. They truly are, but um. But yeah, the, um, but yeah, it was a fun episode. I like the the Della thing was interesting. It was like a almost like a way to keep her from not being like the focus of the episode, I guess. Yeah, because she could have been. They need to strike a balance between her being like a very protective mom because she just gets to see her got to see her kids and being overly flippant about like oh let them adventure like being reckless so they mm-hmm. like keep her in the ship like. I thought they were going to do a launch pad story. They were going to come back and she'd just be like, hey, look at all these cool people I found. But they didn't go that way. They just had her do her own thing. I guess launch pad can't really drive a submarine. Have we seen him drive anything that wasn't a ship? Like a plane? I feel like he did drive a submarine at some point. So but he can drive a in car. The first, I think in the, in the first episode where they... didn't Don't they try to find Atlantis in the first episode? Isn't, I mean, How probably. is Nirvana and... <laughs> Atlantis a thing. I think Nirvana is supposed to I think it is supposed to be like a Nirvana thing. They're all like Nirvana's we're peaceful like and loving. Commune, yeah. But it just happened to have the same backstory as Atlantis. There was a really <laughs> there was a good like um like Scrooge moment at the end of the episode where like because the they found the harp and the the harp is like setting the Nirvanans to like getting their act together and you know like raising their their sunken city and all of that and like Scrooge says something about like and I found my truth, which is that, like, that I love to see, like, a talking harp that tells a bunch of dirty hippies to get a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to make that joke, because I was about to. <laughs> oh, yep. yeah, he did. He's, um, he's not a fan of, of lazy people, which is very interesting that that's his whole, like, he doesn't care about the amount of money that people have. He just doesn't want people to be lazy. Like, that's, I think that's part of why he doesn't like Mark Beeks is because he's kind of lazy in the way that he does mm-hmm. stuff. He doesn't have a problem with his money. He's like, you can be rich, but like you got it through being lazy, and that that offends me personally. So you know, it's it's it was good. It was a good episode. I, I liked it, and of course the art stays good. Lots of cool it's designs. True. Donald has bad luck. Is is it still funny? He was yeah. so calm for a brief moments, and then he had to be. <laughs> then he had to be angry to save the kids from the from the monster and. This poor man just this wants poor guy a vacation. Can't catch a break. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's Donald's whole thing is not being able to catch a break. But it's like, oh man, I just want the guy to be able to take a nap. Like this poor, this poor man, duck man, man duck, man dark. 
Ned Dark. That's a different character. No, because in the last season, he was like, they were like, we're send Donald, your hair's falling, like your feathers are falling out because you're so stressed. Like we're going to send you on a, on a vacation for relaxation. And on his way to the vacation, he ended up like tripping into an active like spacecraft and getting sent to the moon. As, and like as becoming a hostage there, as you do. And then when he escapes, he lands on a deserted island. And like it's... grows like a weird duck beard and turns a watermelon into like a a Mickey Wilson. This, this show Ooh. sounds pretty weird. It's so <laughs> weird and it's so great. It's one of the best things. I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, it's like makes me angry that it is so enjoyable. Like just never expected to be like, oh yeah, you know, the really good animated shows like Gravity Falls and like Adventure Time and Star vs. the Forces of Evil and DuckTales 2017? Yup. You can find find love in a hopeless place. That's what I've learned. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think that's everything for today, right? Yeah, Uh, that's all I got. Unless you want to hear about a uh, Taiwanese-Japanese puppet show. Oh wait, yeah, tell us about the weird puppet show. (laughs) I do want to hear about this. Uh, So a couple weeks back, my roommate and I started watching a show called Thunderbolt Fantasy. It's available on... I think Crunchyroll, or like we watch it through VRV, Verve, um, but it is a, a Japanese-Taiwanese glove puppetry show. So like these very traditional style like puppets, uh, puppet theater basically that they used to make a show that I can, I honestly cannot describe to you the plot because I do not understand what is going on. <laughs> but all I know is it has the best martial arts choreography choreography of anything i've watched for a very long time which is insane to say about puppets um (laughs) and like interestingly enough you know like we were watching it and thinking like man this is done really well um it it's very hard to follow at times because the subtitles do go by very very quickly because they use a lot of proper nouns so like in speaking things are happening very quickly names are very hard to follow um Mm -hmm. but it seems to be pretty cool about like some empire wanting a sword i think and the sword lives (laughs) inside of a brother and a sister and the brother gets fucking murdered in the first episode and r.i.p to the brother then it's about like the like the sister being saved by this traveling swordsman who borrows an umbrella from a buddha statue and i don't i I don't know there's a (laughs) wizard man who's sitting under a tree and he has a very big bottom lip and they keep showing close-ups of it because he's smoking a pipe and there's actual smoke coming out of the puppet's mouth but all i can look at is the giant bottom lip and i don't like it (laughs) but but anyways is this what listening to us talk about ducktales feels like yeah (laughs) exactly like that but uh to give like a little bit of like a more overview of the show uh it's interesting to take a look at who's creating it and the person writing it is uh gen robuchi who wrote madoka magica as well as Psychopass, Fate Zero, and, Co- and uh, one of the Common Writer series, like th- all right. this, yeah, this dude has written a lot of stuff, and then also Thunderbolt Fantasy, and the person doing the music for it is the person who did the, did the music for uh, Kill a Kill. So, oh yeah, it's actually yeah. like it's yeah, it's wild. Uh, I I have to like I recommend it, but like at the same time, like I cannot tell you why i would recommend it because it's very strange 
like the kind joy. of thing that's worth it. Yeah, yeah. It sparks joy. I mean, do you want to see puppets bleed? Because that's a thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Always, it's my lifelong dream. And like uh, them being the these like traditional puppet styles, like those puppets have like very detailed costumes. The costumes are beautiful. Very like it has to all be handmade, obviously. But the thing that's so off-putting is like. They have very long arms. <laughs> oh, they're better to grab you with, dog. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> they're coming for you, Eric. Yeah. Like... Uh, I, this puppet show will eventually give me nightmares, but I would recommend that everyone watch it. It's called Thunderbolt Fantasy. Woof. That's a, All right. a ringing endorsement, my guy. Yeah. Is it So is it something, would you say, that would be better watched under the influence Ooh, or probably. more frightening watched under the influence like, probably both but um you know like, like i would definitely try cats, like you, well cats is frightening for many reasons cats is in english too so you can understand <laughs> it and it's frightening um i mean it's bold to, like saying you can understand it is a bit of a stretch i mean yeah that's true um i still don't know what jellical means um yeah, it, it's definitely a, a weird, a weird, weird show. Um, it's very, but enjoyably it's, so. yes, enjoyably so. And apparently, it's like very popular. It's getting its like third season right now. So, Oof. yeah, and it's, and it's actually like a sequel season, like a sequel show to like another show that they did like way back. I, I, I don't, I did not know there was a demand for hand puppetry, like anime, basically. <laughs> Now you do. Yeah, and now, now you know. everybody knows. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> no, no better way to end the episode. You're welcome. On, <laughs> on hand puppetry. <laughs> then on intense martial artistry amidst hand puppetry. Look, we could choose a different topic to end on if you want, but I think oh, we're no. pretty solid I think right that's now. Pretty, yeah, that really, that, I think we've done the trick. No, because if we don't edit on something interesting, I'm going to have to end it on some terrible pun that's going to make everybody want to quit. So, like, let's just end it here. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> all right. So, on that note, um, thank you all for listening to another episode of Geekly Reveal. We are on the internet all over the place. Uh, you can listen to us in your browser by going to characterreveal.simplecast.fm. You can listen to us in the podcast catcher of your choice by searching for our, our name, by searching for Character Reveal specifically. I know we have several podcasts running now on that feed. You lots can... of cool content. Hope you find something you like. Agreed. Um, and you know, if you are using a podcast catcher that allows you to give a rating or a review, um, we would love for you to let us know what you think. Additionally, you can find Dom online at Brother Dom on pretty much every platform that he is active on. You can find Eric at Tindy Losi on Twitter. You can find me at Captain Steph on Twitter at Hella Steph on Instagram and at the Snow Queer on Tumblr. And, you know, like, hit it, like, we're, and, you know, character reveals, we're on the Facebooks, we're on the Twitter at Character Rev, we're on Instagram, we're, we're places, we're going places. <laughs> um, true. And in lieu of, lieu of asking anyone to support our Patreon, we're going to go ahead and keep up the, uh, the asking people to support, you know, like, mutual aid foundations and stuff like that, that are putting the, like, maybe, hey, maybe games on quick, like. Yeah, anyone doing, like, direct relief or anything like that is always a. A, a good use for your money. Heck yeah. So yeah, so uh, 
That's the biz. That's the biz, listeners. Yeah. Thanks so much for hanging with us on another episode. Thanks again to Steph and Eric, and I guess thanks to myself, but that sounds weird. Uh, for <laughs> no, doing th- Dom, one. thank you for having me. <laughs> hey, you know what? You are welcome. This is a service that we provide. Uh, no, thanks for joining us again, Eric. It's uh... Yeah, we'll see if I make it back after the chair rotates again. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Is that a... That's 1080 Avalanche. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, but listeners, thanks so much for hanging out with us. You know, We appreciate all the listens, all the shares, likes, retweets, and anything like that. But until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye-bye.